there's treasure chests of lessons and blessings and self-discovery on the other end of each of these heavy emotions that we learned that we were taught to avoid. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview space holders from all over the world. My name is Carolina and I am your host and I'm also the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Charles Clay, a beautiful healer and also an inner peace coach. Welcome to the show, Charles. How are you doing? So good. Happy Monday. It's a pleasure to be here and I love your energy. I love soul fam, so this just felt super aligned and uh, happy to dive deep. Oh my God, I'm super glad that you are here with me today. I'm so curious about your journey and about all the methods that you've created. I know there is a lot of them and I know you've gone through a lot um, in your life as well to get where you're at really um, mm -hmm. and I know that you have created the beautiful uh, processes and methods uh, that you've been using on yourself and so um, you probably have been talking about it a lot uh, on the podcast but I would still love to touch upon uh, these but first I would like to ask how did your whole healing journey started how did your spiritual evolution started as well because I know that it's not only about self-development for you it's also about the soul the intuition mm -hmm. and I know that everyone has their unique story to really um, you know, where it has all started. And so I'm super curious, and maybe even briefly, where did your spiritual journey start and how did you get to do what you're doing right now? Yes, great question, uh, especially out of the gates. You know, I feel like as souls, we come into this human form to, to learn and love is the lesson, you know? And so we get all these curveballs thrown at us from life we can call them challenges, we can call them struggles, we can call them uh, being stuck, but <clears throat> I have a firm belief that it's all happening for us and the universe is always giving us signs and signals and even the intelligence in our body is always sharing with us um, almost like a little, it'll start as like a feather. Hey, you might want to realign to your purpose while you're here and take action in this direction as opposed to getting further from that purpose. And so if we don't pay attention to the feather, then it's like getting hit, you know, with a brick in the head. <laughs> and then you get a slap in your yeah. face. <laughs> and that might be, you know, the form of like overindulgence and then wake up hungover one day, that kind of brick in the head um, to make some changes. And it's all happening for us. And, you know, if we don't pay attention to that, oftentimes for me, Charles 1.0, I was uh, you know, felt the brick in the head and was like, okay, I need to make some changes. But in, as human nature, it's easier said than done to initiate change, right? There's, you know, we can, we can resist change, which is really painful. Uh, we can accept it, which is going with the flow of as things change as with nature, and we can also create it. And so trying to go from this extreme, okay, this is what's not working in my life. Thanks for the messages the pain and that can put me on a trajectory to make some changes in my life. Um, you know, and I would usually go to the extreme back then of I'm going to be super clean, cut out sugar for a year, stop drinking all the things. And, you know, it would last about a month or so. And then I'd fall back into some old patterns. And so 
that became really frustrating. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And, uh, and so because I didn't make those necessary changes, you know, as a personal trainer at the time, health coach, and then going out on the weekends to overindulge in sex, drugs, rock and roll, parties, all the things um, to actually avoid feeling heavy emotions and, um, you know, some of the, the deep rooted um, blocks that I was facing um, were those were coping mechanisms that I developed. So it wasn't until uh, about 2008, um, I had some awakening before that, but this was really what cracked me open and allowed me to see, um, you know, what type of gifts wanted to be revealed and help me align with my purpose again. And, and that was, uh, you know, we call it like the feathers, you don't listen to that, the bricks, and it's like getting hit by like a Mack truck. <laughs> so for me, that was in 2008 up in uh, Mammoth Mountain. I was up there with a couple buddies during a full on blizzard. Like it was snow coming from every which way. It was a complete whiteout. And it was so dangerous up there that the ski lift stopped the the lift. Like there was, we were already at the top and they weren't letting anybody else up. And so we're like, hey, we look at each other and you barely even see like a tree five feet in front of you. It's just a blur. But we're like, well, be, stay low and be ready for anything and let's charge. And so we were having fun in this white abyss, just flying down the mountain and about halfway down. I all of a sudden went off a jump that I didn't know was there. And I found myself in midair. I felt like I just went off a cliff and I had no idea which way was up or down. And I tensed up and freaked out, smashed right on my back. And it felt like a lightning bolt just hit me. It was the most intense physical pain I'd ever experienced to that point. And and I yelled to my friends, hoping that they could hear me and like could get some help. They had already gone in front of me and couldn't hear anything through the white abyss. My phone, I looked at my phone, it's dead. So here I am stuck on this mountain in like a level 11 out of a 10 scale of pain. And it's in those moments that you really find out what you're made of. I had to channel my inner Spartan warrior just to click my board off and sit on it and slide down as far as I could and then like keel over, take some breaths into the pain and then eventually made it down the mountain. And then I had to go see these doctors and <clears throat> receive the bad news. They were showing me x-rays and MRIs I'd taken of how jacked up my spine was from this um, accident. And they told me that I would need surgery ASAP, maybe multiple surgeries, or I might never move the same again. And in that moment, even in a state of fight or flight, I tuned in and was able to access my intuition and knew that that was not the path for me. Um, I'm sure they do a great job, but I didn't want to give my power over to going under the knife. And so I made a deal with myself to find ways of healing naturally. And this took me on quite the, the soul journey to having to finally sit in the muck of all those uncomfortable feelings that I was trying to run from, that I was going to the fridge to stuff or going on Netflix to try to escape or getting caught in scroll holes on Facebook and Instagram to try to distract myself from grief, from heartache, 
from fear of not knowing if I would move the same again, from shame of, man, I'm in such bad shape, I can't even get up, let alone go to work. I can't even stand up straight. I was like crawling to the bathroom at the time. I was in so much pain. And so I just let the tears fall. And I had this huge revelation. It was just like letting all that weight drop. I call it 3D debris. It's just like issues in our tissues that we hold on every time we're trying to stuff it or escape from it, resist it finally let uh, a big load of that release and just felt this deep clarity. And in that, I was able to set the intention and drop into a meditation to allowing for the answers to come to healing naturally. And during that meditation, a friend I hadn't talked to in over two years texted me during the meditation and said, hey, I heard your back's really messed up. Check out neurokinetic therapy the work of David Weinstock. And so this took me down this rabbit hole and I got to connect so many dots with my background in kinesiology and understanding how everything's all interconnected. And so um, I went and got connected with his top student in San Diego, got my first session, and I walked in there looking like, you know, Shakira stuck in a mid-hip dance move. Like my hips were <laughs> to the left, my upper body to the right. I'm like, a wreck and in so much pain and and it's fun to laugh about now because <clears throat> I know the gifts that came from it but in in the time it was like I was felt like I'd tried everything and this was like a last resort other than you know going into surgery and so um, I just trusted and I got on the table and discovered some really profound things I mean to go we can go into detail as much as we want on that but Basically, I walked, got off the table and went from like Shakira hip move out of alignment to feeling aligned again and 90% better in one session. And wow. that was showing me, my body was showing me how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that time. And so just, I felt this epiphany. It was like, wow, this works. I need to learn this. I need to share this. This is my path. And so it was this just like understanding of like, wow, all that was happening for me. And so then we can begin to look even as listeners here, just think about all your biggest challenges, all your biggest struggles are all there to reveal these amazing gifts and deeper self-discovery of who we really are and what we came here to share and, and tap into that medicine and, and get to make an impact in others' lives. And so this put me on a trajectory of creating, studying under David Weinstock, taking all of his courses, becoming a neurokinetic therapist and helping people resolve their back pain, neck pain, shoulder issues, knee issues, and help them avoid surgery and remember that they're their own greatest healer as well. And so I got to help hundreds and hundreds of people that were in the same scenario as me learn the easy way from my mistakes. And, and um, you know, how that's what's beautiful about coaches and healers uh, can help you avoid some of the landmines on your journey, on your hero's journey to self-discovery and, um, and fulfillment. So uh, I learned so much through that and got to develop my practice. Um, and that was back in, in San Diego at the time. And then um, I started seeing a lot of common denominators. And this was, um, you know, a lot of men showing up and we would address and clear the physiological issues like 
I would show them through muscle testing how to get answers from their body and notice where there is um, compensation patterns, meaning certain muscle groups aren't firing properly. And then other muscle groups in the body are taking over, compensating for that. This results in pain. Pain's the check engine light, which is happening for us to share that something needs to change, right? And so it's really interesting how most of us are really good about when our car has a check engine light comes on. We're like, uh-oh, I better you know, go get it serviced. And we take care of that and change it, right? But when it comes to our bodies, pain is this check engine light. It's this important intelligent information from our bodies trying to share with us that something needs to change and yet we oftentimes just try to block it out or you know with all the coping mechanisms that the mind provides instead of resolving it from the source and so that's become my work is diving into the source and that involved um, diving deep with the metaphysics and uh, not only the physiology but also the emotional um, components in regards to pain and so this allowed for a lot of people to heal from the source of their wounds and this I developed the inner peace process through that because it's so effective and it's just a beautiful way to uncover um, the internal blocks that have been holding us back or keeping us stuck and creating pain and it's all interconnected and so as we resolve that for ourselves learn the lessons and blessings and that helps us and gives us more to share with others um, on our hero's journey and help others on theirs. And it gets really exciting because that's the path of highest excitement and fulfillment that leads to new opportunities and just a lot of dreams coming true. <laughs> it, it gets to be really fun. Oh my God, this is such a beautiful and inspiring story. And I can really relate to that because I feel like it's, pretty much always where our biggest, let's say, trauma and biggest pain is our biggest gift as well. And I, even for me, I've been healing my digestive system because of the childhood wound of being abandoned. And this journey of healing myself brought me to so much understanding about how human body works, so much understanding about how to work with emotions and how to help my clients as well, way more than if I didn't go through this all by myself, right? Because you need to heal yourself to know how to help others heal. You're probably not yes. going to be as effective as a healer or as a coach if you haven't gone through any shit yourself right and uh, yeah. it's it's just really inspiring and it reminds me of the a story that also uh, Ricky told me that uh, my best friend that I told you about before because I told you mentioned to you that he's a business genius but he wasn't a business person at all but once he had an accident he was actually studying accounting but he had an accident where he broke his knee hardcore and then he spent months just being in bed because he couldn't even walk that much right mm -hmm. and in this time he was taking all these marketing and business courses and actually reshaped his whole life from that point and someone could say oh my god this is a bad bad accident it's like horrible he couldn't walk whatever but this very event shaped his whole career his whole life up to this point right and it's the same kind of story like this this accident, this like negative thing that happens to us is actually the biggest gift that can help us realize what's important in life, what's our mission in here. Maybe it, it needs to sh sometimes shake us, right? To see, yeah. oh my God, maybe I've been doing something misaligned in my life and it kind of can put us back on track to what's actually on our soul's 
purpose, our soul's journey in this life. So thank you for sharing this beautiful story. It is really, really inspiring. And yeah, it's, I just feel like it resonates with me so much because I can see that every single negative situation, every single one in our life is actually a gift for us to heal, to expand and to grow. And this is only for our good, right? For our highest good and Absolutely. for our soul's evolution. So yeah, I just really uh, resonate with everything you said. And so uh, could you please tell us a little bit about this inner peace process so that people know how it works and maybe how to go through it if uh, you are happy to share? Absolutely. So, you know, let's take the example of um, your abandonment wound. I can relate to that. That's an initiation that I had to move through and that helped me develop this inner peace process. And so that's one of the gifts that came from it. And now I have the honor of helping other people through work through the abandonment wound and discover their gifts in it. So um, it would it can look like this. It's like I would um, I went to college and graduated in 2001 from Washington State. And during my college experience, I met the love of my life, right? At the time, I thought like, wow, this woman is it. We are so great together and had spent some amazing memories and had such a cherished time. And she ended up leaving me under certain circumstances. There was a lot involved, but um, so I had to grieve that process. And I wasn't taught any tools about how to grieve. I was taught, man, I'm a... I'm a man, I need to be strong and not show weakness, right? These are the things like guys can't cry, this kind of stuff that we grew up believing. And so that was left unprocessed. And and then again, fast forward on my 30th birthday, I met the next love of my life. Um, and what a birthday gift, right? And so then it wasn't long before she ended up leaving me. Again, so this pattern started showing up and I knew that I had to take responsibility and go inward and discover like why is this happening to resolve it so that this pattern doesn't need to continue perpetuating. And so that involved me first feeling, you know, noticing like, wow, what's showing up in my body when I think about this loss of this person I love just left me. And so it was um, this deep feeling of grief of like, you know, I just lost the most amazing woman that I love, right? So that showed up in my gut, second chakra, right? And so that's our emotional center. That's our creative womb. That's also our sexual um, energy center. And so that was noticing that constrictive feeling there and taking that flavor of grief like when have i felt this before and so that took me back to uh, a memory of when i was four years old and my mom and my dad got divorced and she knelt down um, with her leather coat on i can still smell the leather she had a red lipstick on i can still remember the color so vivid in this detail one of the first memories of my mom telling me that she was leaving and that I didn't know when I would see her again. And so for a four-year-old to experience that was just overwhelming and, and um, too much to process. And so that kept showing up 
that was unprocessed grief that kept getting poked in all my relationships um, to take me back to the source of that to resolve it for myself. But until we have the tools to do that, it can be really difficult. And so um, then I had the opportunity through this inner peace process to reparent my four-year-old and to be there for him through that, which was this, you know, at first he was like so pissed at me. He was like arms crossed, didn't want anything to do with me. And rightfully so. And I had abandoned him in a way too. And so I just kept checking in on him with this process. And little by little, he began to open up with me. And I would ask him what he needed. And, you know, and there was some anger there. And he wanted to um, just break stuff. You know, he just wanted, he was pissed, right? Like, and rightfully so. And so I honored that. And, you know, we got to break some stuff. And, and I took him through this whole process and allowed him to express that. And we shared some tears and I got to hug it out with him. And then we got to this beautiful place where when I would check in on him, he was like excited to show me, you know, what he created on this big art table we used to have at that house. And, and so that was representative of now how inspired I was to create new programs that could help a lot of people and, and in my coaching business. And so this um, reparenting process was really beautiful in a way of bringing love, support, and safety back to the parts of me that needed it most. And that I got to be there and provide that for myself, knowing that I'm my own greatest healer. And so this was profound. That entire process was, um, it was a game changer because then what happens is my inner belly, I could literally witness and feel as this energy of grief was finally metabolizing in my system. And this frees up new energy. And so, boom, before I knew it, I got super clear on where I could take responsibility in those past relationships for areas that I was showing up super immature, that I was unconsciously pushing my lovers away to recreate the story of abandonment because I was used to that and familiar with it, which is what the ego tries to stick with, right? Familiarity and knowing eh, it's painful, but we can survive there, right? And so knowing that, and my soul in this body is like, we're not here to survive. <laughs> we're here to thrive. So let's team up with the ego and allow him to be, you know, uh, a tour guide in some of this um, earthing that we're doing. And, uh, and then allow ourselves to expand. And so literally after resolving that for myself, I took space from dating and got super clear on what it is I want in my partner and my queen and and um and as soon as i got clear on that it's like that clarity equals confidence and that confidence equals like fast manifestations and so i was able from a heart space these are these are the greatest magnets on the planet and i was able to connect with her energetically in some of my powerful visualization practices and i have you know a whole bunch of codes on calling in your soulmate um that my beloved and I share and that literally she showed up and if I hadn't resolved that for myself it would have been the same result I would continue pushing away with the subconscious immature actions that weren't aligned with my heart's desires 
And instead, I was able to dive into that and reach new levels of intimacy that I'd never experienced before. Um, I was able to dive into a relationship where I could, I didn't have like any skeletons in the closet, like no secrets to hide or, you know, I released the shame and got to like fully be in it and just experience the rewards of that and the next level, each level of commitment, you know, to becoming married and, and what that looks like for us as opposed to what society has created for that is so beautiful, the ceremony and, and getting to grieve, you know, that the two of us and all the experiences we had and then having a ceremony around that as we're bringing in a child into this world and now there's three and so it's just been this, uh, you know, beautiful blessing on the other end of these dreams just come true so fast when we're able to do this inner work and we have the tools. And so it's really exciting now to be in a place where, you know, I get to share this. This is my dharma and get to help people with this inner peace process, give them tools that they can use for the rest of their life. And it's in a practical sense, this is how easy it is. It's like every time we get triggered, anger someone cuts you off on the road and it's enough to like create that fire that rage or or you're watching a movie and something you know sparks these feelings that we've tried to resist every time we try to resist them it's just persisting right and gets stuck in our issues as tissues shows up as pain um tightness um the body will give you tons of messages pointing to what gets to be resolved and in doing that um, taking them through this process, I offer them a take-home version of it. So now every time those triggers come, every time the nervous system takes a hit, you can actually have tools, you can choose to take it through this process, step-by-step, step, go to the source of where it came from, bring the love, support, and safety there, and watch as that energy metabolizes in our system, or we can continue choosing the plethora of Band-Aids that the mind offers, you know? Just get on Instagram and go for another hour-long scroll hole and see what you can find for dopamine there, you know, and, and uh, or Netflix or some people it's doing, you know, I just got to get back to work. I don't have time to feel this. And so there's treasure chests of lessons and blessings and self-discovery on the other end of each of these heavy emotions that we learned that we were taught to avoid or that it's not okay to express and um, yeah, every single one of them, I've gained so much knowledge and, and understanding of myself and being able to share those with others. I mean, even, even loneliness, you know, and anger, I've become such a great relationship with my anger and appreciate it now and, and able to alchemize it in, in beautiful ways instead of, um, instead of projecting it on my loved ones unconsciously, because that's what happens when we try to hold back. I'm taught like this is unacceptable in, in society. And so we just hold on to this anger. And it's like a volcano that just ends up spilling out in ways usually at our loved ones. You know, we become short with them, we're less present, we're snappy, we're impatient, and it leads to arguments. And, you know, it's like it'll start with something really small, but it's because there's deeper underlying roots that need to be addressed. And so, um, the inner peace process is the most profound way that I've discovered to to go to the source of those um, issues in our tissues and, and resolve them for ourselves. And it's just so powerful because you get to know yourself better. You know, it's uh, and and in that process, 
you're discovering where there's weeds in your garden of subconscious, right? These weeds are the negative self-beliefs, right? So in that example, my four-year-old had created the story that I was unworthy of keeping loved ones in my life, right? So as a four-year-old, when that happened to me, it was like I decided like, oh, love has to equal pain and I'm not worthy of keeping my lover here. And so that story would just keep perpetuating because it was running, that belief was running in my subconscious until I went back and pulled those weeds, planted some new seeds through this process. And so I would argue that as an evolving human being, one of the greatest skills you can have is the ability to identify these limiting beliefs that run in our subconscious and the ability to change them and, and align with a greater truth. And so that's been my mission and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Oh my God. Yeah, I can totally relate to everything you said because uh, mm -hmm. the process that I'm using with my clients is very similar to, to your process. It's called the completion process. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Teal Swan. Um, she's a spiritual mm -hmm. uh, guide as well. And I, I learned yeah. her, her method. It's called the completion process. And it's also coming back to the trauma. Uh, she just has a few more steps where you take the child out of the memory into the safe haven and you yeah. deactivate the memory. You cleanse your adult self and your inner child also in the uh, healing water so that any leftover uh, energies can be cleansed out and of course you meet all the needs Absolutely. and and you re regain this consciousness right this inner child consciousness back to yourself because it's like a uh, it's called the practice of putting yourself back together again right because these yep. these pieces of us that were stuck in the trauma now we can actually get them back and we can gain this yeah. energy that was uh, stuck there and we can actually have more energy by doing these kind of processes so i totally agree that this is one of the most crucial skills that one can have in life yeah. and i literally try to uh, inspire everyone around me to learn this and this year yeah. i actually succeeded because some of my friends finally were like okay uh, carola please please teach me i want to know how to change my life yeah. because this is so powerful and people don't even know that but once they experience it at least once and the relief and the change that comes after going through such process it's just amazing it's just you know when you really know this relief it's not really a biggie anymore for you to go through this uncomfortable feeling because you know the reward is going to be so great after you go through these shitty emotions let's say that you are even willing to do this like right now i'm super uh, amazed when i'm triggered i'm like okay let's get into yeah. this what happened there i'm curious you know it's not like oh my god i got angry again or oh my god i'm i'm sad or whatever and i can so relate to your story because uh me and ricky broke up like three or four months ago now and i i had the same thing like i had to go to my abandonment wound because my dad left when i was two years old and if it wasn't for this happening i would never reach the depths of my subconscious mind because i I didn't plan to be with anyone else but Ricky for my whole life. So if it wasn't this particular person leaving me or we, us splitting up rather, I wouldn't go as deep into my feelings, right? It had to be so extreme so that I can go to my deepest wounds. So as we said at the beginning, everything like that is a blessing. So uh, yeah, I'm just really, really pumped that we share the same message here and we really can uh, relate to each other because it's, it's literally just the same. And I, I can tell you guys, uh, I'm a big advocate for these kind of processes as well. And I feel like, yeah, just the changes that you can see in your life are amazing in 
all areas of your life because you're really reshaping the meaning of the situation in your subconscious mind, how it was wired in yourself, right? So when you repair, especially when you reparent your inner child, it's like instead of feeling lonely, unworthy, undeserving, suddenly your inner adult says, hey, you are worthy and you're deserving and you can do anything. And the mm -hmm. inner child is like, hey, okay, now I believe I'm awesome. And then it changes right. everything in your life. So yeah, it's just so cool that, uh, that you also got to experience it and now you get to uh, teach it to everyone. I, I'm, I'm super, super glad because I really believe that with these kind of processes and this kind of work, we can change the world, literally. We can change yes. the entire planet if we just keep doing it and teach more and more people. So that's amazing. And so I have a question uh, to you because you were talking before about coping mechanisms. So I, I want to ask you, how to cope with coping mechanisms? Like, what do you do to not have coping mechanisms? Like, what are your methods of, you know, yeah, just stopping coping? <laughs> yeah, I love it. How to cope with coping mechanisms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So <clears throat> the I take my own medicine, this inner peace process. Um, I'm now more inspired than ever with my little girl, Sophia. She is just such a sweet soul. And every time, like you, when I get triggered, it's more of like, cool, now I get to put on my lens of curiosity and discover what wants to be resolved that's no longer in alignment with my highest self. And, and so I can pull out my journal and take it through this process step by step to resolve that and discover the lessons and blessings in it. And by doing that, I'm not just healing myself. I'm healing that whole abandonment wound, those generational wounds, the, the belief systems that went with that, um, the old programmed patterning, that negative beliefs, all that ends here when I let that go so that it doesn't have to be carried on with Sophia with my my next child and and future generations and so that inspires me more than ever to to take a better look at to take a deeper dive when I'm triggered when I'm you know <clears throat> it's first tool in my Batman utility belt is a a four eight expansion breath and it's simply a way to notice when your nervous system is getting hit like it can be this super visceral experience that um, can be bring up fear, it can bring up um, <clears throat> such heavy or challenging emotions that the more we get emotional, like our intelligence drops. And so it's easier to react in our old coping mechanisms. You know, it's easier to just, well, I just got to go to the fridge and stuff it with something or, um, you know, I just got to go smoke a bowl or do whatever, right? And so another, you know, even those that smoke a lot of weed or cigarettes as a coping mechanism, this is in Chinese medicine associated with the lungs, right? And the lungs are associated with grief. And so if we're not processing grief, then that is a common coping mechanism is smoking. And then we're not fully taking in life, you know, breath, a life force energy. So one of the tools I teach and, and use often is just a four eight expansion breath. It's an inhalation for four seconds, like a balloon. You're expanding in every direction instead of just anteriorly or vertically with your breath. And it slows everything down by exhaling longer than you're inhaling. And this allows you to slow. It's like finding the calm in the storm 
and then from there you can pick out what's important and setting your reticular activation system with intention to how is this happening for me and for those that aren't familiar with the reticular activation system this is a really cool bridge between science and spirituality it's a phenomenon in our mind it's our mind's way of processing all these millions of stimuli that are coming in in every moment you know to process it so that it's focused on uh, refining it to what's actually important to us and so this phenomenon a lot of people can relate to because it's happening all the time whether we're conscious of it or not and it's like you see that new blue you know SUV Tesla you're like oh my gosh those are so cool like, I want to have that and be the only guy on the road with that and then next thing you know as soon as you start liking it you start seeing it everywhere like wow that guy's got one there there's it's in the magazine like it just pops up right so it's like turning your radar onto that and so when we're unaware of this then it can take us in a downward spiral too. When we wake up we're like oh man this is a rough day like i just woke up on the wrong side of the bed when we declare that even that thought process is setting our reticular activation to finding evidence of it being a rough day and so you know stub our toe getting out of bed we spill our coffee we're ungrounded someone steals your parking spot these triggers come up um, and it's all happening for us to realign. And so just being very intentional, um, intention can set that particular activation system, that phenomenon onto your advantage. And that allows for all the signs, synchronicities, serendipitous moments and opportunities to fall into place to allow for whatever it is you desire to come in. So it's a really fun phenomenon and, you know, I take it with me to um, the closest place to hell. You know, a lot of people would call the DMV <laughs> the closest place to hell. And these government buildings or hospitals, you know, you walk in and it's just so uh, low vibration, right? Like it's easy to succumb to that when you're not conscious of it. It's like you just become one of the zombies in there <laughs> and you like get in line, you get your number and you sit there and it's just like this like super low vibes. I set my intention before walking into that building. I want to experience fun, joy. I want to share some smiles for miles and some laughs. And and um, so I'm opening that lens and I go in to the DMV. I get my number, sit down, have a meditation. And the next thing you know, I'm doing yoga moves in the DMV and that sparks up some conversations. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, a guy next to me, young guy has a, a knee brace on. I said, what happened, man? You kicking too much butt these days? What? And, and uh, he laughs and he's got a, you know, he's like, no, nah, I've tore my ACL and it's been um, a long process. And I said, have you ever tried meditation for healing? He said, no. I said, yeah, I used the meditation to help me find answers to healing my back. Um, I can share the same one with you, you know? And so boom, gave him a nugget. And then this starts all these other conversations my number gets called. I go up there, and usually the the the, <laughs> the workers there are usually not the most happiest people. But uh, I said, "I'm so excited to see you. Like you have no idea how long I've been waiting for this." She's like, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." <clears throat> and I showed her my watch. I had a watch at the time that just said "now," and it didn't actually keep time. And, <laughs> and she laughed. She's like, "Oh my gosh, my husband has." you know, all this, these watch collections, but he doesn't have that one yet. Ladies come see this. 
So before I know it was like this ripple effect of people having a great time. It's like having a party in the closest place to hell and sharing the laughs <laughs> all because I set that intention going into it. And so, um, you know, it's like going into hospitals. You can turn on your like inner patch atoms and make sure you're bringing some, some love and light there and some enjoyment to these places that need it most, mm. you know, and that's kind of like, the environmental you know outside of us and then we're doing the same thing through this inner peace process is bringing love support and safety to the parts of us that need it most mm -hmm. and like you said there's an opportunity when you connect with those younger parts of you to ask them you know do you want to stay here in this or would you like to come with me and safety my heart and experience all these amazing things we've created and experiences from now and <clears throat> And as you take their hand through that, it's like this really exciting journey of rescuing these parts of us. They yes. just get lost. Absolutely. Give away our power. That's amazing. That, that's such a beautiful story uh, that you shared from, and yeah, from the hospital or anywhere we go, we can be the light, right? It doesn't have to be low vibes. If we don't allow ourselves to get all these old vibes and we just decide, okay, I'm going to be a bulb of light in here. I'm going to just uh, shine stronger than, than anything here. Then we can really do that. And so this is so, yes. so beautiful. Uh, thank you for sharing that. because I feel like it's going to inspire more and more people to smile to strangers, to set a beautiful intention to actually like, yeah, shine the light even more and more. Because this is what mm -hmm. our earth needs right now. This is what the whole collective consciousness, especially in the times of pandemic, this is what yeah. all we all need. So yeah, this is beautiful. And uh, I have one uh, question that I really want to ask. I want to make sure that I have time to ask it because I know mm -hmm. that you are a founder of Empowered Men's uh, Group. So I know that you're working with men. So I'm super curious to ask you this question. What every woman should know about men? What's something that every woman should know about men? Yes. Uh, we're very simple. <laughs> We're very simple creatures. We, uh, yeah, it's sometimes things get very complicated, and um, <clears throat> I love the the dance between the masculine and the feminine. And so, you know, men, as we get in touch with those parts in us, the masculine and feminine, then it's so much easier in relationships. I call it relation shape um, because we get to shape you know, how we relate with one another based on um, our level of intimacy and then being able to share that more in our relationships. So um, intimacy to me is into me, you see. And so by doing this inner work, we discover more about ourselves and then we have so much more to share about the inner workings of who we are and what we're experiencing with our partner with our friends, with those we care about. And it allows for the advantage to that is it allows for deeper connection. And so for women, just allowing a safe space for men to feel is deep medicine. Mm -hmm. it's, it's deep medicine, like allowing us to feel safe enough to cry in your arms. You know, it's like that is for, for a man that's, like letting down our armor it's letting down our guard and it's like it should be taken as a great compliment to to the queens and the women out there that um you know that can hold that kind of space because it's not easy as a man 
you know, those, those inner um, blocks that we develop, those beliefs, um, sometimes they die hard. And so we want to go deep into this. Um, my, <clears throat> when I was 10, um, I found out that my mom had committed suicide. And I remember being at her funeral, sitting next to my brother, and 10 years old, I had acquired this belief that I need to hold back my tears, that I shouldn't even cry at my own mom's funeral because crying as a man is a sign of weakness and we need to be strong. And so this was over years that I had to unravel and allow myself to finally find my tears. And it's an example of these feelings that we try to resist throughout our life. <clears throat> There's no escaping them. It's like as souls, we come here in this human experience to feel the full spectrum. So that which we resist, it's just packing it in our issues as tissues as like, I call it 3D debris. It's like weight that we carry until it blows up or until the, the volcano erupts or until we finally give our time ourselves space to sit and be with it and so when you're resisting it's persisting when you're feeling you're healing and so to have you know if you really care about um, your partner your man like <clears throat> noticing huge tools when that comes out at one another, whether it's anger, resentment, those those feelings of outlash that, that start arguments and relationships. <clears throat> Can you see past that and not take it so personally and see with the lens of their inner child that's hurt and that needs some love, support, and safety? And then in that, you may respond instead of reacting in a different way and be a little more loving and be able to hold some space for those crazy emotions as they come out. And so it's such a gift, you know, it's something that comes with practice and it's, um, it's profound. And I've been blessed to have so many beautiful guides and, and, and partnerships and, and people in my life that have been able to hold that type of space to, to learn from and um, and now I have a beautiful relationship with my mom and I was able to come to peace with that and and in some deep healing, you know, even connect with her and understand that she told me that she was battling so much with her, you know, addictions of alcohol and and um, drugs and and that she was in such a, a low space that she didn't want to miss out on my my brother's lives and she wanted to be of the most help and so for her that meant taking her own life so that she could always be with us in spirit wow and that just that touches my yeah. heart so deeply this is yeah. so beautiful so beautiful 
Really, and it only proves how our human mind is so limited and our human perspective is so limited because with our human mind, if we only look through our small self, not higher self, we would be like, oh my God, this is like a disaster, you know, someone died and someone committed suicide. But actually from a higher perspective, this is what is the most aligned and it's what, what's allowing for more growth and more expansion and more support even for you. And so it's such a beautiful beautiful story beautiful message thank you so much for sharing this is really really amazing um and i yeah i'm sure that the listeners will enjoy it too because it's just yeah touching my heart so so deeply so thank you and uh yeah i feel like what you said about like seeing through the the anger through whatever emotion is coming up and see the inner child in someone I feel like that's such a powerful lens to have and a perspective to have. And I feel like it comes also with practicing something like inner peace process or completion process or any, any type of inner child work, really. It comes over time that you actually, it's like your habit that you see this inner child in the other person. So I feel like the more you do this process, the more you actually have this automatic lens of not taking things personally, because you know, oh, it's not actually my partner shouting at me. It's actually the inner child within my partner that is now triggered because of something. Maybe someone took their toy away when they were three years old. And that's why now they are shouting, right. not, not because I did something, right? So it's so powerful when you, Uh, go deeper and deeper and you practice it on a daily or weekly basis um, these processes because then you can really like zoom out and you can be like okay this is the trigger this is emotion energy in motion it has nothing to do with me really it has everything to do with this person and how I react has something to do with me and not with this person even right because we always attract situations and people that how we resonate, what we have inside so it's actually about us and taking responsibility for our Uh, actions and our emotions how we feel so yeah it's really um it's really cool what you just shared and uh, on the topic of manhood as well i know that men have this inner drive to provide to achieve to you know set goals and and reach uh, reach them right and so the question for a conscious man like you is How do you balance between achieving your goals and taking action and, you know, doing the things that you need to do and also going with the flow and letting the universe provide everything for you? And how do you discern when to take action and when to go with the flow? And how do you find this perfect balance and harmony in both of these approaches? Mm -hmm. It's a great question. And um, <clears throat> it's not even a level of mastery that I've reached yet. It's a dance and it's, you know, the, the tools are really helpful, but also acceptance in whatever season of life that we're in. You know, there's a time when I'm really inspired to just, you know, lay, use my laser focus method and create, you know, amazing things are coming through that I can help other people with. And that's like, you know, I go into my creation station and dedicate so much time and structure to that and then there's times when you know my little girl is growing so fast and I don't want to miss out on any of those moments and so it's like I get to put all that aside and be fully present with her so that the reward of that is like seeing this little soul growing in human form and getting to 
to enjoy these experiences together. It's like creating epic memories in vivid HD that I get to cherish with her for lifetimes. And that's the advantage of being fully present. And that's the greatest gift that we can give ourselves and our loved ones is just that, that level of presence. And so when we can get good at putting that level of presence into whatever it is we're doing in that moment, then um, everything begins to shift. And it becomes, it's like floating down the river that, you know, of life instead of swimming upstream. And, and when we get caught swimming upstream, it's giving us tons of clues. You know, it's like, well, am I just do, do, doing because I'm trying to use what's worked in the past to get me to where I want to go, but there's hitting lots of roadblocks. And so that's a good time to create some space and understand, you know, there's some inner work, some inner blocks, some limiting beliefs that are showing up, right? And so it's a, it's a beautiful dance. There's, it's always changing, you know, um, I, I wouldn't say I'm a master at it yet, but I have, I am able to access the parts of me that are needed most. And I'm able to recognize those parts and notice when old programs or old versions of me are trying to drive the car and, and then having that inner dialogue with them to allow them to take the back seat so that my higher self can drive again. And, that is a deep level of awareness um, that's really helpful. And so I'm not to say that, you know, I don't, um, I, I fall out of alignment, you know, and now I just listen to the feathers, <laughs> you know, and I make those micro shifts instead of like waiting for the bricks or the, the painful Mack trucks, you know, um, I don't need to take, I don't need to go to those extremes anymore. I can, access that flow so much easier through the experience that um and enjoy the dance you know it's um we're here for it all and and so um you know i feel like the more we connect with ourselves so much more we have to share and we each carry these unique gifts talents and passions and skills that we bring this medicine that each of us brings that's unique to each one of us to the planet. And when we try not to share that, like when we let the ego's fear of, well, it's not perfect yet, or I just want to keep playing small because I'm familiar with that, or I'm not good enough, it won't be received well. Like those fears, that is what will keep a lot of people holding on to their gifts and those talents and those passions and it gets really uncomfortable and rightfully so because you're eventually will be on our deathbed and do you want to be one of those people that's like man i had to take all these ideas to the grave because mm. i didn't create them i was too busy on instagram <laughs> i was too busy consuming information or you know um sitting and doing nothing when that actually is my greatest fear that supersedes all these smaller egoic ones of like, you know, it's not perfect enough. They're going to judge you. Don't share that. You know, that's, that's too crazy or outlandish, right? Like those don't even stand up to the fire of my highest fear, which is dying with deathbed regrets. 
of mm. not getting to share everything that's on my heart in this lifetime, not getting to share um, my step into my full purpose and, and share all the gifts that I'm here to share um, to, you know, help make this world a better place when I leave it. And, um, and so that is a healthy fear that like lights a good fire under me, you know, and like, it's like, Hey, let's get busy. And that actually helped me. I, I discovered that by sitting, finally sitting with anxiety and finally inviting anxiety in for tea instead of all the avoiding techniques and strategies that I used for so many years, finally was like, well, let's just sit with this. Oh, anxiety is energy. Okay. Energy is information. It's here to share something with me. So here I was this super uncomfortable feeling that I finally sat with it and it passed. And when it did, it revealed this like deep truths, a, a greater understanding of myself and this understanding that, wow, it was here to like poke and prod me back into aligning with sharing my greatest gifts while I'm here. And if I'm not doing that, and I'm steering from that, then I'll notice some anxiety and now I don't fear it. I appreciate it. And I'm like, oh, thank you. It's a reminder. Like I get to channel this energy into what I want to create, this amazing list of ideas that I have. And that's what inspired me to create the laser focus method and help so many people gamify your get to do lists and create intrinsic rewards. And by doing that, you're taking steps in that path of long-term fulfillment and creating more than consuming. And so this is an amazing way that a lot of people have like gotten rid of their addictions naturally. Because when you're choosing, ah, oh, I have this process, this method that helps me like really be more productive and create more than I'm consuming, then the magnetism to the things that you used to consume that you're addicted to disappears. Mm. You're like this feels better actually. I uh, get to create healthy celebrations after, you know, my get to do list that check this off, check that off. And now I have extra free time to enjoy myself and do more of the things that I love, which is when we're in our zone of genius and allows for more cool ideas to come through. And so it's been a lot of fun um, creating that live training course. And now it's up online and available to people. And, um, you know, it's low hanging fruit. It's, uh, you know, a not, I don't charge a ton for it. And it's amazing for helping people really share those gifts and their passions and, and aligning with that. Because anytime we're have these heart, our heart's desires to share these things, but we end up scrolling for another hour or two on Facebook or YouTube or blah, 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 then yeah, you're going to experience more anxiety and, and then depression and then all the things. Cause it's all happening for you to steer you into the gifts that you came here to share. Mm. And so then it's like, wow, we go from here. It's like, what can I get out of this life? And then you take this little elevator ride 12 inches down to our heart and like, wow, look at everything I have to give in this life. Mm -hmm. What a difference it is from yeah. operating here. When mm -hmm. we combine those two, it's like the mind becomes a beautiful instrument of the heart and that's what the laser focus method is for because it helps you create more in less time, consume less, and then you're on the path to highest fulfillment because you're helping others. It's a lot of fun. That it's sounds not fun. It's not sustainable. So let's make it fun. <laughs> yes, it is, and that sounds really amazing. And it really brings us back to this um, force 
achieving versus flow because if you are only attached with your mind like oh i have to achieve this to make money i have to do this in order to do that if it's all coming from the mind it's gonna be pushed it's gonna be forceful and if it's coming from the heart as you said then like oh this is how i want to serve the world this is what i want to feel when i'm serving others or this is how i want the life to improve right of me and others and then when you combine of course the mind is very important because it can structure things right and help us go to the direction that we want to go to but if we don't combine it with the heart it's going to be pushy if we combine it with the heart it can be the wholeness of the experience and we can achieve the goals based on our soul and our heart rather than only on our mind and what the society tells us we need to do or we need to achieve so uh, we just circled back uh, beautifully to this uh, conclusion that if you combine the feeling with the thinking, the right and left hemisphere, the inner child and the adult self, if, if you combine it all and bring the wholeness to your being, then everything can flow for you and it can be all easy and very, uh, yeah, flowy. And so I would yes. absolutely love to know more about the laser focus method, but unfortunately we're going to have to uh, send people over to your uh, Instagram or to your website, whichever you prefer to share yeah. because our time is up. So please uh, tell our listeners where they can find you uh, and your beautiful methods. Yes. Um, the website is getting upgraded right now. It's charlesclay.coach. Super simple. Um, and you can even access the laser focus method there right now. And begin with that. And then also um, Instagram is easy way to connect. Uh, it's charlesclay.coach. And shoot me a DM if any of this resonates, if this touched you in any way, and if there's anything you want to dive deeper on, because I love connecting with um, you know our tribe and, and seeing how I can support people. And so um, I offer, you know, as space is available, I offer 15-minute consultation um, support calls for people that are want to dive deeper into this work. And it's really fun because it's just holding space so that they can share what's going on in their life, where you're feeling stuck, and we can point you in the direct, right direction, whether it's with me or some of our other resources. And so um, that's probably what I would like to leave people with is if just remember that you don't have to do this alone. If you're feeling stuck, there are masters of getting unstuck <laughs> you and I have resources here that um, are to connect those puzzle pieces to help support others through it so the the more challenging way and the old way of doing things the slow evolution is trying to do it by yourself um, have the courage to reach out and ask for help and, and support when you need it and you'll be amazed with what happens Mm, thank you for these beautiful words and for being on the podcast it was really a beautiful conversation and I have so many more questions to you <laughs> but unfortunately okay. we don't have time but uh, maybe we're gonna have a chance to talk again but for now I'm super super grateful to you uh, thank you so much for sharing your stories sharing your energy and your experience and I'm sure all the listeners loved this conversation as much as I did so thank you so much again and uh, yeah, sending you so, so, so much love. Thank you. It's truly an honor and a pleasure. And I uh, look forward to doing it again. Thank you so much for being with us today. It was such a pleasure to talk to Charles. And you already know where to find him. Uh, but if you'd like to also find me, I am The Connection Catalyst on Instagram. Or you can go to my website, www.connection-catalyst.com. And yeah, it's been just so good to chat to Charles. So 
stay tuned and uh, yeah, I'm sending you so, so much love and light and beautiful energy.